Welcome to the Best Boss Ever podcast. I'm your host, Christine LaPerriere, president of Leader in Motion. On this show, we're going to gossip about the best boss you ever had. We're going to hear stories about things that they did that helped you feel valued, helped you feel engaged, and really inspired you. We want to hear about the bosses that changed the way you look at everything. If you want to hear more, join me at christinelaperriere.com and sign up for our newsletter, The Whip. So welcome. I am so excited to have Laura Jodry on the show today. And I just have to start by explaining why I invite each guest on the show. And I had a recent conversation with Laura, and as we were just getting to know each other, she was telling me a little bit about Extend Communication, where she works. And she really had my attention when she started talking about how she's been part of this organization and they've been really focused on creating a great culture. Then she went on to tell me that they also have incredibly low turnover, which is interesting because this business is based around a call center. So my experience, you know, I've, I've had some experience with call centers in the past and by nature, that role can be very demanding for individuals and typically it's a high turnover environment. So when she was mentioning this idea of there being great culture that was very intentionally created and how low the turnover was, I was so curious to learn more that I asked her to come on the show and not only tell us a little bit about your best boss, but tell us a bit about how your organization has been able to accomplish these things. So thank you so much for being on the show, Laura. Oh, thank you for inviting me. Again, yes, I'm Laura, and I work for Extend Communications. My title there is CFO, and I've worked for 19 years, and I love my job. I always get excited when I hear someone say they love their job, that you just triggered to a memory, because I think you said that when we were talking, too, and I said, oh, I I have to know more. So I'll start by the first question, which uh, we always love to start with, is to first tell me a little bit about your best boss ever and or bosses? I have had actually two best bosses. They both have have really shaped my, my, not just my professional life, but my personal life as well. So the first was when I first started actually back in the workforce full-time after having a family. And this boss was a controller of of a large U.S. corporation, which was a very competitive corporation. He gave me an opportunity that I probably wasn't qualified to do, but he had confidence in me. And I think from him, he he really encouraged me down the path that my career took today. But more than that, he was so interested and about my success and how I was doing. The thing I remember the very most about him and that I have always tried to practice in, in what I do in my career is he was so super busy. And every time I rapped on his door to ask, you know, to have a question or I didn't understand something, he was swamped with papers, just piled everywhere on his desk. And he would just put them aside and he'd go sit down. And I had his undivided attention every time. It was, he made me feel like I was the most important person, that I was valued and that what I had to say mattered. And I, I deserve to be listened to. That is, is something that I've taken away with me in my personal life and in my professional life. And I've tried to do it with my kids. I've tried to do it with the people that I work with. Of course, my husband might say that's not quite true, but 
right. <laughs> you might be the only one that complains about it, but uh, but I always do try to focus when when somebody's talking to me, and that's what I took away from that best boss ever. And he he was great. He was a great person to work with. So my second boss, best boss ever, is of course why I love my job today, and the owner of Extend Communications, Scott Lyons. You know, there's there's a million reasons why he's the the best boss ever to me, and uh, and I think to everyone else that works there. First and foremost, I think that he motivates and inspires everyone around him to share a vision for his company that is all inclusive and that creates an incredible culture where where everyone can enjoy coming to work. That's the goal love your job, enjoy coming to work, have everything that you need to accomplish and be successful at your job, but even more than that, to be able to grow and not just grow within the company. The company is growing and has been growing for years and years and and people have an opportunity to move and grow within that, within the company. But it's beyond, it goes beyond that. You know, you can use Extend as a stopping ground. You have other aspirations. You have other goals. You have other things you want, other potential, other things you want to do in your life. And it's just his ability to keep you in a job, but to still pursue your dreams or your desires or whatever and use us as a, as a stopping ground. And, and even in that, you get the best that people have to offer because you're a part of their, their development and what they want. So that's, that's basically the culture. The culture also, you know, depends very much on excellent communication and I would say first and foremost, also on trust, you know, trusting the people that you work with, trusting that the whole aspect of the company. So can I ask you some questions? This is great. I, I love hearing this. So when you think of Scott, if, if I was to follow him around for a day, tell me how he makes it, number one, known that it's okay to have a fun to like your job or, you know, how does he inspire that enjoying your job so much? And then I'm also kind of curious, like, how does he inspire trust? He inspires you to like your job because he's, he truly cares and is compassionate in how you do your job and how, what makes you successful in your job. And he talks to, he's got open lines of communications and he talks to all the employees. An example would be when we all moved remotely, it was a, it was a huge undertaking. We, uh, we already had remote staff already. So it, you know, we, we'd been there, we knew what that looked like, but it's just a matter of moving, you know, 80, 80 to 85 people all into a remote environment and and making sure that they are able to continue to work and the business is still up and running. So that was a that was a huge undertaking for the senior leadership team for Scott for the employees for everyone. And after that was all done, Scott made it his mission to contact every single employee. Contact every employee and say, "How's it going? How are you feeling? How's life treating you?" How are you feeling emotionally? How's this affecting you? Is your family okay? Do you have the tools you need to work with? How's your job? Are you able to to do what you want? Do you have any problems? Tell me what your problems are. Is there anything I can do to help? And he contacted every single employee. 
And so that is an example of how, you know, he's just leads by, by example, really by showing, you know, that you, that you care and, and, and that it's important. Wow. That's amazing. So I wonder how long it took him to call. It took a while. Right. I mean, that's gotta be incredible amount. Now was that 80 employees or did he call, he called everybody that was also working from home or just the 80 that, that. uh, We have a total staff of around 80 to 84 people. And he would have, he contacted every person. He touched every person. And then as a leadership, senior leadership team, we met every single day. Uh, We can't, you know, we kept in touch with our, our direct reports as well. And we, you know, the communication was always there, but it was just that, that extra. And, And it does, it takes a lot of time and just sitting back and having the time to, to even just chat. Right. And that's, you know, I mean, we always get into this debate sometimes about, you know, what is the impact to the bottom line? Companies are always asking if we should be putting dollars and cents into our people, because what is the impact to the bottom line? If you could describe, what do you think the impact was, even if it couldn't be measured financially, what do you think the impact of that type of practice does? Well, I I can tell, like, just from the feedback that we got and the impact was wow like this this person actually cares not just about the job not just about that I I didn't miss a beat I continued to answer because you know I was sent home at such and such a time and it wasn't even that it was it was that he actually cared enough to make sure I was okay and that and that everything was going fine for me that in itself you know everything and and I must also say that we have an internet, like a forum post, and he was constantly communicating with employees through the forum post just to give, you know, you know how quickly things were changing and just to make, make sure everyone was updated. And those two things made people feel safe mm-hmm. and they made them feel connected and they made them feel valued and cared about. And I think that that's invaluable in, in any way you look at it. Not just the loyalty that you create, but but just the sense of well-being and the sense of family or whatever you want to call it. Right. That feeling that we're going to get through this together. Exactly. It was always a together thing. And regardless of what what obstacles may, you know, come in their path, we had we had great, you know, some of it was crazy times, but we managed just Fine, and we managed because we had an amazing team behind us that was a coherent team that moved forward. And and even with the blips that came through, and you know the whatever happened, we were moving forward as a team. And you know everybody was aware of what was going on. There was full transparency, and you just you just had that feeling that that things were going to be okay. Do you know what I mean? Right. Well, and I mean, but if you think about it, if you're having direct dialogue with the leader of the business, the highest, you know, leader of the business, and you're able to feel comfortable that that person sees you and cares about you and is, is thinking about you while they're trying to navigate this crisis, I would imagine from an employee engagement and morale standpoint, 
people show up for you, right? They want to follow you. Yeah. I, I love that. Any other stories that you, things that you observe about Scott's leadership that are particularly different or unique? I think his leadership is, and I, I guess different just Prior to to working for Extend, I had worked for a lot of small businesses. And I do know, as you say, the bottom line is everything. And that's what motivates people. I get the sense with Scott that that's not what, obviously, the bottom line matters because you have to have a viable business in order to succeed and be profitable and employ people and do good things for them. But his motivation is to make a better life for everyone. And and then that that broadens out to the community as well. He's very involved in the community and and we do a lot of community work. He personally does a lot of community work. And along with the business, we do a lot of community work. He's just always looking for ways to increase the employee experience. Uh, and, and in that way, it follows through to the customer experience, because when you have a happy employee who's likes their job motivated to do a good job that that all goes down so as our nps you know our scores for for our customers come in they increase they've been increasing and so is our, the employee side as well and so it's it's all just this tiered effect that just works but but i think in the in the bottom up like at the very base of the whole thing is a genuine sincere desire to improve people's lives. And I, I really do. I, I get I, I get a big smile when you say that because the entire reason, like the inspiration behind this show, Best Boss Ever, is that I believe as leaders, we're not just responsible for the bottom line, number one. And I do believe that if I took every leader out there and somehow was able to inspire them to be a better boss to those that they lead, we would actually improve kind of the happiness and success ratio of everyone. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's Any of us who have worked for a bad boss know how miserable our lives can be when we're working for a bad boss, right? And even not a bad boss, but even just how a mediocre boss is, you know, it's fine. We'll, we'll get there. But when you work for a best boss, you just see the energy and the, the enthusiasm of people, everyday people, you know, they just, like you said, it, it improves the quality of their life. It really does. It really does. And I, and I know that even uh, examples, like we have grown, like over the last few years, we grow partially by acquisition and, and, you know, when we're in that spot, he'll take the senior leadership and he'll go, okay, this is what's on the plate. How do you feel about it? Do you think it's always a, a dialogue? There's always a dialogue. There's always input he takes input and suggestions from all areas and and then bases decisions, you know, that that affect that everyone contributes to. So it sounds like he demonstrates a lot of inclusivity too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Excellent. Yeah. Well, um, I'm just kind of curious too, when you talk about turnover being low, especially in an environment that's kind of typically high turnover, I'm curious. Has anybody ever done the math on even what that could be financially to the business? Because if you're training people constantly, you know what I mean? And you're tra- constantly onboarding new new faces, that's got to be quite a heavy, heavy load for the business. 
And that's that's exactly it. Is uh, we do we do a turnover rate every year, and we evaluate what the turnover was, particularly with new hires. And I know years and years ago, you know, when when you're still growing, and we're uh, we had a higher turnover, and we're training these people, the cost of training people, and and you know, evaluating how many are lasting the three months, how many are lasting six months or a year. And the, the cost involved of losing somebody within that space of time. So we, you know, we basically for each employee, it's it's a good, you know, 15,000 at least in order to get them through their first three months. And that's the training and the time and their time. And and then to lose them is just, yeah. It costs so much. And that's what's made the big difference with us. It's also analyzing that and understanding the types of people that we want to hire. Are we, you know, maybe we're just not hiring the correct people. And when we really delved into that and getting getting our culture, mm-hmm. the kind of culture, the kind of, of place we wanted to be, the kind of people and, and family atmosphere we wanted to have. And we started being more discriminating on in in the sense of of a cultural fit rather than you know other kinds of fit and once we started doing that and then you know really supporting people through the training and you know that it was all those aspects of it as well so you're hiring more for cultural fit which yes. has become an improvement in the way that the the whole organization functions and then i'm also hearing you said even you know stronger support in those early days when you're training yes. them that's a that's a huge part too is having having you know figuring out where the support is figuring out why people were failing like why they weren't being successful and why they were getting frustrated or or whatever the case may be and then and then going from that and even even not even with new hires but as you go down the road and you know you're you're putting on new clients there's there's all kinds of differences between clients and and the way that you would answer for them and just maintaining training all the way through that when you're putting on you know these more difficult clients and that kind of thing right which is interesting because when i think back to so many different groups i've worked with when people leave the organization they have a tendency to blame it on the person who left yes <laughs> but what i'm hearing you say is that we actually sit down and try to figure out why that person wasn't successful so taking accountability for the fact that maybe you didn't set them up for success in some way and that there's an opportunity there that's that's some pretty big insight yes and that's exactly the way we look at it that that if if we can't build a culture and an environment when that people are are excited to come to work are motivated to come to work feel feel like they're valued and appreciated if somebody leaves you know or or for, for whatever reason we want to know why actually we want to know way before they would ever leave to have a dialogue with them and and figure it out because our, our the real goal is to is to create an environment where everybody is is happy to come to work motivated to do what they do to the best of their ability has an opportunity to grow and just and just loves to come to work every day. We don't want people that don't want to come to work. Right, right. Yeah. And what a what a great way to create the cultural fabric of people who are engaged. And you know, 
people forget, I always say this, like culture is so interesting because culture, you can't taste it or touch it, but people mirror each other. So if you have, you know, that, that requirement for highly engaged people, as in you're creating the environment to make sure that they feel that it's a place that they want to be highly engaged again, like that can carry a lot of weight. So just when you're seeing your team members engaged in the job and feeling good, you're so much more likely to emulate that than if everybody around you is like, you know, slogging. Yes. That is fantastic. I am really enjoying this. Do you have anything else that any other insights that you'd like to share for everybody, especially as leaders are listening to this interview today and they're trying to think of how they can improve their own leadership capability? I think for for us we have we have a great leadership senior leadership team and we 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 all share the same vision we all share the same goal and because that we have that strategy and everything I, I have to say from Scott it's it's really a strategy that works from the top down as I think any any good strategy does I mean you can't have it any other way where it's going to work and be effective and. I think it's just, it's a something that is so rewarding. It's so, so very rewarding and fulfilling to be able to, I don't want to say give back, but to be able to, to help and to, to make an environment where people feel, feel that they can do a great job, the best job that they can, where they're always supported and supporting each other. And they're just working as a team as one. And it's it sounds it sounds difficult perhaps, but I know that every single year, you know, when you do your year end and your financials come out, um, we sit as a as a leadership team together and we go, okay, now what can we do this year? What can we add that's going to going to going to make it better for everyone? And it just it's just you know trying to get that aspect of everything so that we're constantly adding and and not just that but we're getting feedback from everyone um so we're not arbitrarily adding things that perhaps people don't really even care about we want to know what you want what you need what you feel is lacking what would make it better or how we can change or any feedback you have whatsoever that's going to make it a better place to work and I think it's it's worked out well because I believe we have a an exceptional place to work and a very happy workspace. Now, I just have to ask you one more question because you caught my attention. But when you were talking about what do we need to add when you get that feedback from your group, I'm just kind of curious, what kind of things are you adding as a response to that team or as, you know, what are the types of feedback that you get? Usually what we're adding when we're talking about that is we're adding things that we can give back to the employees or things that we can add to the employees. By that, I would mean, so one year it was, we we implemented a wellness fund. So we got, a, uh, you know, we, we said, okay, every employee is going to get $300 a year, like 75 a quarter. They can get their hair done. They can get their nails done. They can do whatever makes them go to the gym, buy that, that piece of equipment that they've been wanting to. So we added that one year. Another is um, we have a great professional development plan. So we support anyone who wants to grow. If they're doing it for professional development, that's going to enhance their job or move them up, you know, to another position, we pay for it a hundred percent. 
we also have a personal. So if you're a student going to university, we also have a funding for that. So you can get up to $1,000. We pay 50% of your tuition up to 1000 and books up to $1,000. If you wanted to take a pottery course, we would pay half of that. You know, anything uh, Spanish, wow. what, whatever you feel like, music lesson, you know, a music court, whatever. Wow. Um, we will support you in doing that. So in other things that we've done is we've enhanced benefit programs. We've enhanced a, a performance bonus programs. You know, we just every year there's something that we try to add that will will just just enhance the culture and health and wellness. This year, we added a program, a mental health program where people can access mental health providers, you know, get support, um, they can do an assessment, they get anyway, there's all kinds of mental health, because that's been a huge thing as well with the remote work and the pandemic and everything else. So those are the kinds of examples that. Wow. Okay, so I have really enjoyed this interview. What I love hearing too, when even those examples, like those are real investments, you know, I hear um, so many companies, you know, they want to improve the workplace, but at no cost. So I get a lot of calls where people say, you know, we're trying to make all these big improvements, but we don't want to spend a dime. So we're trying to do it off the side of our desk. But it, but I always say like, it's it shows that there's not a prioritization of it, right? If we wouldn't put any any investment to it. But what I'm hearing here, I mean, every example you've stated, these are real investments. They're not just talk. Yes, that's right. This was so much fun for me, especially because I have an absolute love and passion for um, hearing about what the best boss ever's do. <laughs> and I love to hear how companies are creating these really one-of-a-kind workplaces that you know people aspire to, to stay at and be happy. So thank you. This was very informative, and I hope that this was great for our listeners as well. Thank you, Laura. Well, thank you very much for having me, Christine. If you want to hear more, join me at christinelaperriere.com and sign up for our newsletter, The Whip.